The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Well, the minicamp is over. We're on our way to the next OTAs. There's a lot to say about what the Raiders have been doing here on show 236. On today's show, we'll be, let's get ready to rumble! Lorenzo Neal and Gary Russell picked up by the Raiders. Big excitement there. We'll hit on that. Surprise! I'm pregnant! No, I had surgery on my knee. Yeah, Champagne Walker is now called just Devon Payne Walker. What a geek. We hit minicamp, of course, and Al Davis shows up at minicamp. Hasn't happened in quite some time. And then we'll hit the bone line. Well, Red Nation's been some time, but you know, sometimes you got to just take a break. Randy and I had to take some time to do some stuff, and that's the way it goes. So, the first story of the day will be, let's get ready to rumble! Well, just another move to show you that the Raiders are heading in the right direction, and that's a good thing, is the Raiders added Friday fullback Lorenzo Neal. 38 years old, 16-year veteran, played for 17s since he's gotten the NFL in 1993. You know, you've seen him. I've seen him on YouTube. He's had some interviews on Raiders.com. Seems like a good guy. The one good thing this guy brings is toughness. He's not been injured a lot. He's a pretty tough dude. He's got a great attitude, and it should add some of that to our locker room. He's proven time over time to be very durable, and that's a very good thing because we need that fullback because we desperately need a fullback. We needed it all season last year because Justin Griffith was not the man. He was not a blocker, and we needed a blocker. This guy's blocked for Eddie George in Tennessee and LaDamian Tomlinson, both pretty significant running backs. Without his help, would not have gotten half as much yardage. Even though talented, you need to have the blocking in front. Like our guys, Justin Fargus, Darren McFadden, and Michael Bush. You know what? He's going to bring confidence to the locker room. He's going to bring the kind of guy that says, look, man, just believe in me. Get on my hip. Let's go. And before you know it, everyone's going to be feeling it. There's going to be rhythm and the running game, which is very important for the Oakland Raiders. I was so bummed when Orn O'Neill got hurt last season, and he's still recovering this year. It's a pretty big-time injury he had, and he won't be back to us until training camp. I hope he can come back and do what he did last year because Oren was a machine. He was very, very, very good, and he blew people up. I hope he comes back to do the same thing. Now, Luke Lawton is another veteran we got last year to help with our running game. Towards the end of the season, he was doing some pretty good stuff. I like Luke Lawton. I certainly like 
the addition of uh, Lorenzo because he is going to make things happen for us. The other thing, we're going to face San Diego twice, and you know he's going to want to put some bitches down, if you know what I'm saying, man. He played for the Ravens last year and did pretty good job. So I think that he's going to do a great, great thing here. I think he's going to have a great season for us, and I think we need this veteran presence in uh, the backfield here with all these young guys. Not that they're not capable, but that fullback is a immeasurably important position. Uh, cannot be understated. There's a big thing. Uh, with your running game when it comes down to that extra blocker in the backfield. And this guy is uh, the guy. We also picked up another veteran, Gary Russell. Uh, Gary Russell's a great player. He came out of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, actually made the first touchdown last season for them in the Super Bowl against the Cards. So he is a power running back as far as a short yardage back who I think might take, remember how Crockett we used, was used, I think they're going to try to move Russell to the fullback position and see if he can make an impact there because I'm not sure if they think O'Neal's coming back. Man, Arnold O'Neal is the man. You guys remember how he blocked last time he was playing. Um, so I hope he can get back on his feet because he has the guts and the fortitude for this game because he is a rocket. However, it's a good thing to see the Raiders working on their running game because this, my friends, is going to be the staple of our offense. Power running has got to happen for the Oakland Raiders this season in order for Jamarcus Russell to adapt to the new playbook, which I know is happening right now because he's had some trouble, and we'll get to that a little later. But welcome to the Oakland Raiders, Lorenzo Neal and Gary Russell. Great additions. And, you know, once again... Uh, the media is not hitting on this as being a really smart move. They say, yeah, it's a good thing, blah, 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 but not the fanfare uh, like they did during the draft. You know how it is. It's always one-sided, but this was a fabulous pickup for our team, and it will pay huge dividends in this next season. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, our next story is, surprise, I'm pregnant. No, I had knee surgery. <laughs> Just before minicamp. Baby, what a big surprise. Right before my very eyes. Champagne Walker, now known as Pain in the Ass Walker. Surprised the Oakland Raiders and every Raider fan across the world <laughs> with his announcement. Veteran wide receiver Javon Walker missed the final seven games last season after he got foot surgery. That required, of course, a major surgery. The foot now is no longer an issue, but yeah, he told the Raiders just last week that he underwent surgery on his knee. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit uncommon, Cable said. You'd like to know what's going on with the player, especially when he's talking about surgery to his body. You think? Walker sustained a high-torn right anterior cruciate ligament in 2005. He went through surgery and now is having problems with the same knee. They should have let this idiot retire. It's a bummer that Al talked this bonehead into coming back and playing for our team. 
I will say this in defense of him, which is not very easy to do because I feel like <laughs> it's a waste of time. But a lot of players, and I mean the majority of players, have these knee surgeries that go in and clean out debris that have, that's been forming in there after you know after you uh, use your body as hard as these players do. Now he's not uncommon in that. He is very uncommon in not telling the Raiders about it. Now I don't know what the contract is that he's particularly under, but I'm thinking he's really protected. He's got a golden. He must have some kind of golden freaking contract that keeps them from dropping his. Goat smelling ass because he would have been gone a long time ago if I had anything to say about it. He's not that good, and it looks like this season will start off the same. And really, as much as I had positive feelings for this guy, that he would raise his, his bar and uh, you know get up to, to going on, I think his feelings were hurt that they picked Hayward Bay. I think his feelings were hurt, and now he's a little bitch. Well, Javon Walker, hit the fucking road. I know you're getting paid, but get out. We don't need him in our locker room. And you know what? I just can't see him contributing with these young guys. He just doesn't seem like that kind of guy. And really, I look forward to him being injured early in the season and riding the rest of the season out on the pine. And that's all I got to say about that. Geek. Yeah. All right. Let's hit the mini camp. Right, the three-day minicamp that came in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Two a days. It was brutal. Things were happening. Things were popping. Now, there's a couple of uh, different takes on what's happened there, but I'm just going to go over some of the things. Uh, uh, Cam Inman, who was at the facility and watched the entire practice, had some great observations. I just want to go over them. They might not be. There's, they're of course an opinion, but it's nice to have this kind of opinion from someone on the field. Jeff Garcia hasn't missed a step in this uh, training camp. He came in ready to play, in shape, and he ran drills very confidently. Uh, Jamarcus Russell did kind of the same thing, had some trouble uh, the last day at camp with a lot of very poorly thrown balls, and that kind of concerns me. Uh, Veteran fullback Lorenzo Neal, who's unofficially been added, well, he is officially added now, he, he's going to use that experience to help those uh, younger guys uh, in the running game, and hopefully Orrin O'Neill will come back, like I said. Uh, wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay, uh, the first-round pick of the Raiders this year, um, made several nice catches on his first day and showed some bursts of speed. Um, very good. He had some white gloves out there kind of making himself look different. Of course, everybody's eyes were on this guy totally. But he was blanketed by Namdi Asamoah, I think that was something they did on purpose. I think they put him on here to give him a little bit of shake. I, I think that they put Namdi on there to say, this is the NFL. Welcome, kid. And you ain't all that. Because Namdi blanketed him and made him drop several balls in this three-day camp. 
So I'm glad to see that's happening, man. It's the only way this kid is going to get better. Okay. A safety Michael Mitchell, he looks as capable a guy as anybody else. He's covering people very well, very tight, and he's unable to hit people. But I can't wait for the full pads to come on so we can get some concussions out there in the field. I really can't wait for preseason this year. I know it's stupid to say, but it's nice to see people popping each other to see who's really going to be out there laying it on the doggone line. Now, the defense is looking different because Marshall's running the show and they're practicing a whole lot more defensive blitzes than they have in the past. That's not to say that they're not going to to slow down the blitzing like they have the last, what, how many ever seasons, five seasons that Rob Ryan was here? You know, we were all screaming for those doggone blitzes, and they just never fucking happened. So moving on, unless I go on a rant about the Rob Ryan defense, there are about six fumbled snaps, including um, third-string quarterback Bruce Gragkowski, who looked really poor in his debut. That's pretty bad when you're 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 slated to be maybe the third quarterback and you don't put much effort, evidently, into your game because you look like shit. Russell looked to have no lingering effects from ankle surgery, and that's really positive because he was moving his feet very well and he had some great bullet passes. Guy's got a big arm, and sometime he just lets it out there just to let everybody know that he's got it. Now, my favorite guy, Andrew Walter, milled around the other quarterbacks but didn't see any reps in team drills, but that's probably because he was absent from the offseason workouts. Maybe he didn't think he was going to get a fair shake. I don't know. Maybe when they got Garcia, I don't know. Bummer. I still like Andrew. Always have, always will. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, Defensive end Derek Burgess was out with a stomach flu. Zach Miller had a sports hernia. And I'm hoping that they can fix that before the season because he needs to be 110% along with the sack master, Derek Burgess. Now, second-year receiver Chaz Schillens, 6'4", 225, definitely looked his part as a potential number one receiver, at least in terms of his making his necessary catches, the move in his offense, um, he played a very good game just like he did last year. And with those stats, 6'4", 225, very much like Hayward Bay, uh, those two guys could be a real force with their speed and athleticism. Because Hayward Bay made some great catches too, very athletic catches in this uh, mini camp. Now left tackle Mario Henderson and right tackle Cornell Green lined up with the starting team because that's where they finished last year. And that's what Cable said. But Mario Henderson seems to be coming out pretty doggone good. And I'll tell you right now, Cornell Green seemed to be recovering from his injury as well. So it's too early to tell, but we've got a lot of talent. But there's a lot of things that could happen. And let me just tell you this. Overall, I think we've got all the talent that we need to make a run for the AFC West without any doubt. As far as making it to the playoffs, Mm, that's a slim chance. As far as making it too deep into the playoffs, I really don't think so this season. However, we do have a new defensive coach. We do have a new offensive you know, scheme. So there's a whole lot of things with all these new coaches, and we do have a lot of new coaches. Sanjay Lau. We have a lot to do before the season opens. And hopefully 
everybody can gel. It's not just about the players. It's about the coaching sometime, as I've said. <laughs> uh, sometimes, you know what I mean. Okay, so let's move on with minicamp day two. Okay, well, day two, people are starting to get tired. It was hot. It, it, you know, people were tired. People were tired of rocking around, I'm sure, in the heat. But Hayward Bay didn't play. He didn't practice. He was stretching out a lot. Uh, he might have pulled a groin a little bit, a little hammy problem. We want to take care of that right away. And, of course, Cable sent him down for the rest of the day. Now, Jamani misfired in the afternoon like nobody's business. You guys remember how he threw passes very, very high or very, very low when he first started playing, and that seems to be something that hasn't shaken him lately. We hope he gets rid of that shaky Jake syndrome and moves on. But on certain plays that he's been used to through last season, he made some great plays. But the misses were frequent enough. They were very hard to ignore. And you know what? It's like throwing into the wrong pattern and stuff like that. Cutting him in some slack now. These are new plays, and he's not used to throwing a ball, uh, the long ball, as much as he's been throwing it in this mini camp. So I think they're really kind of pushing the stretching the field issue. They're trying to get him to open up a little bit more. That's a good thing. It's going to take some changes, which is pretty cool. I'm, I'm not worried about Russell. I think he'll be fine. He played such great games, those last two games. I just think he has it. He's going to have to have to have it on Monday night, September 14th, when we come across the dead batteries. I'm telling you right now. Okay, let's move on. Defensive tackle, Tommy Kelly. Now, I'd be giving him some shit, but in this mini camp, he is very visible. He is pushing everybody around. And he is going to play hard this season. They put him all over the field. He's playing good. I want to see this happen in the regular season. It's happening camp, but I think it'll happen a little bit more. Let's hope so. I'm just telling you right now, he put Cooper Carlisle on his ass a couple of times, and that was cool to see because you know what? They don't have pads on. As for Turdell Sands, and you guys know how I feel about this guy, like he wasn't even there because the guy just isn't there. And uh, I'll just tell you, you know, <laughs> for Turdell Sands, he's just not doing it. He's not the guy. We got to get rid of him. That's my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. The rookie of the day is tight end Chris O'Neill. And if you haven't seen good old Chris, he looks like a solid piece of metal. The guy is an Adonis. He's solid, he's big, and he's thick. And the other thing that was cool is he made a one-hand grab over the back of his neck while running away from Garcia as he threw the pass. Excellent grab. The guy looks like he's real. And in the blocking game, he's very real. Very nice to see, and that could be a great, great pickup. So a lot of guys are relegated to the special teams drills, which is usually what happens to rookies. A lot of the rookies were sent there and like that. So that's about it. Uh, Saturday, Al Davis was on the field with the guys. That's a nice thing to see. The old man out there looking at the field, checking out his new staff, watching things go on. It's good to see old Al Davis out there taking an interest because I don't know how many owners are out there doing that, and especially as many owners like Al Davis, which there are none. 
Okay, folks, that is that. And this will be the bone line. Bad to the bone. 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line and throw us a bone. It's always good to see the Raider Nation and hear the Raider Nation, what they're thinking, because sometimes we all have different opinions. You think? I do. All right, so let's see who is first. We have Obi-Wan Raider from Texas in the house with a great take. Tell us, brother. What's up, Raider Nation? This is TJ, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Raider, calling in from Houston, Texas. Uh, the draft's over and done with. Um, time to circle the wagons. Raider Nation, I know we all have different views on the draft as a whole and then also uh, some ways the team's being ran right now, to be honest with you. And my views go from left to right, just like half of us in the Raider Nation. But uh, when you fuck with one of our own, we start to circle our wagons. Just got through watching an excuse for fucking sports journalism on BSPN about DHB. They are dragging this kid through the fucking mud. Regardless of whether he pans out or not from this point on, he's a Raider. That's just like being part of the family because he is a part of the family. He is an Oakland Raider player. And these sadistic bastards over at BSPN are pissing me off. They call the kid on for a fucking interview. They sit there, show the kid's picture. He's hearing everything, and they just rip him apart. From the likes of Chris, I got a drug problem, Carter. Fucking Tom, I look like a walrus in a suit, Jackson. And Susie, I just blew everybody in the damn company to get a good job, Colbert. The only one that had a shred of journalistic integrity up there was Jesse Palmer. And he's been doing this a lot less than they have. They sit there and tell the kid basically he's a worthless piece of shit and you don't even deserve to play football. You know, as I recall, people said that the Jerry Rice pick was pretty stupid. People thought we were crazy. Yes, I remember back that far when we got Jack Tatum. People thought we were crazy when we picked a crazy kid in the second round out of Villanova who grew up to be Howie Long, the Raider. I think everyone should send emails or letters to uh, ES, uh, BSPN. Excuse me. Uh, that's what I've done. Now that I'm off that tangent, I just want to say, um, you know, I'm behind our picks, and uh, I hope that they all do well. On a second note, I think one guy is definitely going to do well out of our picks is the second-round guy, Mike Mitchell. Looking at some of his um, YouTube tape and talking with my cousin who lives in um, Chillicothe in Ohio, this kid's got skills. He never had anything handed to him. He had to fight and scrap for every damn thing he wants, and that's what Raiders do. Another guy to look out for, Raider Nation, I'm going on record right now, France Joseph, the middle linebacker that we got as an undrafted free agent. This kid is a beast. All he does is sit there and knock the shit out of people. Picture a poor man's Ray Lewis, okay, with more drive, who didn't go to a big school like Miami. This kid is going to make the team, and for some of our Raider brethren out there, I know this draft, it isn't what you wanted, because it sure in hell isn't what I wanted. But let's just have faith in Tom Cable. Yeah, we could say that, oh, he's just toting the old company line, it's Al Davis pick again, but I honestly believe this is Cable's team. If I'm wrong, you guys call me out on it, okay? But let's give these people that we've drafted and these undrafted free agents who uh, we go ahead and sign, let's give them a chance to go ahead and make the team show us what they can do. 
Raider Nation, can't wait to see you guys. I'm going to be here at the Dallas game, and I'll be here for the Houston-Texas game. Also, I'm going to try and make it out there to that December game, the last game that we have at home out there as well. All right, Raider Nation, I love you. I love our guys, and we're going to bring class back to the division. This is our time. This is our chance to get back atop the division where we fucking belong. Raider Nation, Obi-Wan Raider, out. Yeah, well, I did mention that BSPN bunch of best shit and that Chris Carter was just such a disrespectful ass. And all of them were, quite frankly, and it was really uh, disrespectful to him and to the Raider Nation. Uh, Jesse Palmer was the only guy with class. He gave a positive side to what could happen, and I hope he's the only guy right there because he's the only guy deserves to be right there. Welcome to the Raiders. Of course, I've already said that, but... Mitchell looks good. His his uh, mini camp was very strong, and Franz Joseph, I agree with you. You know, wait till these people see this kid hit. I hope he plays. At least gets a chance to play. Maybe even on special teams, but he's going to hurt somebody, and that is for Joe. All righty, who's next? We have L.A. Raider in the house. What you got to say, brother? Hey, this is L.A. Raider. I've been on the bowling line for a while. Looking forward to the season. Picks were, uh, you know, a crapshoot like uh, Raider Greg said, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. Hopefully they turn out to be good, you know. Coach Cable, though, he did say something about the defensive tackles because of some reporters that were asking about him at the press conference after the, uh, I think on Monday after the draft, and he said that, we got a couple of good defensive tackles. They're just going to have to play what they're worth. So let's hopefully they do. So that's why they didn't draft any defensive tackles. So other than that, you know, hopefully, you know, this, this season we get at least 10 wins. I'm hoping, you know, the only ones that I think that give us some trouble in the AFC West is the nutless, boltless Chargers. And, you know, that's about it. LA Raider out. Go Raiders. Well, I'll tell you what. We will do well. I don't know about 10 games. I'd love to see it happen, but I'm hoping for eight. That's my prediction. Eight is where I think would be great if we could pull out eight. And Kelly's doing great in this mini camp, but Turdell Sands is his sluggish self. You got to get rid of this guy. All right. Great call. Thanks, brother. Who's next? We have Raider Dave from Washington breaking it down for us. Great take, Dave. What do you got to say, man? This is Raider Dave in Washington. I just had to call and get my two cents in about the draft. You know, it's been said in the past that Al Davis's draft board is definitely different than everybody else's, and he pretty much proved it this time. You know, I thought, like, like you, if they were going wide receiver, Crabtree was going to be the pick. Went at number seven. When that pick came up, Crabtree was on the board. Raji was still on the board. I thought it was going to be one of those two guys. But uh, just like everybody else, I was shocked when Hayward Bay's name got called. You know, I was a little bit ticked when I first heard it, but I've, I've got over it. And now I'm a Hayward Bay fan. He's he's a Raider, so i got to root for him. And in the second round, oh, my gosh, I was totally shocked on that one. I'd never heard of Mike Mitchell before. Max Unger was still on the board. I thought he was the pick. But lo and behold, <laughs> we were shocked again. But then again, I'm over that one too, and I'm a Mike Mitchell fan. I hope he does well. And for Chris Carter and Trent Dilfer and Tom Jackson and all those idiots, those guys can fuck off. This is Ray to Dave, and I'm out. 
Well, way to support our new guys, Dave. Very well said. I say the same thing myself. And I forgot about that punk-ass biatch Trent Dilfer. The I just barely got a Super Bowl ring by the luck of the draw. Worst Super Bowl quarterback in frickin' history. Yeah. Good call, brother. Thanks for the ride. Let's see. Who's next? We have Raider Tom, the surface Raider, from the U.K., Right on, brother. Give us some wisdom. Hey, Tom's got a great take here. Pay attention, because it's good. Hit it, bro. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tom, a surface Raider, calling from Somerset in the United Kingdom. I'm a first-time caller with a couple of points I want to get out there. I'm really excited about this season coming up. I think this is the start of something great for the Raiders. We're stacked with firepower, and it could be enough to win the AFC West. Looking at what's going on around the other teams, it's going to be a wild west this season. I love the way the cable guys focusing on team players and guys with heart. That is what's going to win us championships. I missed the last Raiders Super Bowl after 25 years of following and loving the Raiders because I was on patrol in a submarine in the Middle East. This season, I'm going to be alongside in the UK, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're going to see a turnaround year for the Raiders. Looking at the draft, we've heard a lot about this. A couple of words about guys we've taken. Mitchell's safety. The guy is a full-ball Raider. Get on YouTube, look at those hits, he arrives like a train. The thing I like most about the guy, he's got great instincts, he reads a play well and he moves fast. Haywood Bay, great speed, and I like that. He's a problem for defensive planners to deal with. He pulls the defense vertically downfield and creates space which we can exploit in other ways. I agree with Al on this one, plus I like his attitude. And With the right work ethic, a lot of shortcomings can be worked away. You can't teach raw speed. A word on Michael Crabtree. I would rather have given our first round pick away free than have this guy in the open Raider locker room. He will turn out to be the new TO and cause a lot of friction for the 49ers who've been lumbered with him. He might perform on the field, but he will piss off and tear apart the rest of his team. I really dislike the way he sounded off at the draft. All that shit about marking teams who didn't take him. Well, if you're listening, a couple of points. I remember a guy who'd never played pro football before, and the rest of you will too, shooting his mouth off for the whole of the preseason. And I remember Bo Jackson dumping him on his ass in front of his home crowd at the Kingdom. Produce first kid, then brag. I am so glad the Oakland Raiders did not draft Michael Crabtree. Finally, guys, I love the podcast. Raiders, Greg and Randy, you guys rock. I'd like to give a big shout out to all the nation who are deployed operationally overseas. Stay safe, guys. Go Raiders. This is the Surface Raider, and I'm out. Very, very well said, man. Very well said about Crabtree. Screw that bitch. That's what I say about him. He's going to be a pain in their ass, not ours. I love that. Love the call. Thanks for being a fan, and thanks for fighting for freedom across the world, brother. You guys are our allies for a reason, and I know what I'm saying when I say it. Uh, God bless all that fight for freedom across the world. Okay, who's next on the Moan Line? We have Raider Mike from Gainesville, Florida. Man, the Raiders are coming in big. Great call, too, brother. What you got to say? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. You know, I guess I've had a week to really think about this draft, and uh, I think we actually did well. I mean, I know a lot of people may be thinking we're crazy or, or think I'm crazy, but I think we really did well, honestly. I mean, I think I was a little upset, I guess, because, you know, we're going with the media tells us what to do, saying, hey, pick Crabtree, pick Crabtree. But um, I looked at some tape on him, studied YouTube films, and, and I compared him to Hayward Bay, and 
even though Hayward Bay didn't have as many touches as him, Hayward Bay's a better receiver, in my opinion, based on what I've seen. I mean, Crabtree played in this, you know, that spread run-and-shoot type offense. And you got to look at it. How many great receivers have you seen in college with the run-and-shoot, even quarterbacks? Uh, and then when they come to the pros, it, it doesn't translate. I mean, the last time the run-and-shoot worked was when Houston had it uh, with Warren Moon. I mean, yeah, he was a great quarterback, but those receivers he had – they were okay, but none of them are Hall of Fame famers like Hayward Jeffries and Ernest Givens. I mean, those guys were just you know serviceable guys. And then when you when you saw them go to other teams in pro style offenses, when they scrapped and run and shoot, they were garbage. The only uh, the reason why Warren Moon was good because he played in a pro style offense, and then you know like run and shoot was like new back then, so that's why it was kind of like unstoppable. Then when Buffalo pretty much came from behind on him, and that's when that stuff pretty much ended on Houston that in that playoff game, I should say, and that's when it ended. But I've been thinking about it, and you look at the Raiders' history. You know, we picked players that nobody thought that they would be good. We saw something in them, and nobody thought that we'd be good. That I, You know, the spotlight on I know we had a reputation of picking up Renegades, but I, I think Al, of course, and the Raiders know we're not picking up older players anymore than the Renegades. We're looking at players now that have good character, want to play, and maybe not may not have the big spotlight on them, you know. So I think that's what the direction they're going in. And, you know, I think Hayward Bay will be a better receiver. Uh, he will be able to adapt to the offense better than Crabtree. He'll be able number one, I think, that's the big thing that I know is he will be able to get off the line. Um, he's much bigger, stronger than Crabtree, and he's got a better work ethic, you know. Um and Crabtree, he just seems like, you know, yeah, he's got a lot of talent, but it seems like he's just the type that will, you know, takes his – I don't, I can't see him in the gym, like, you know, or working out like a Jerry Rice. And the same Bay, his idol is Jerry Rice, so hopefully he has the work exit to be like Jerry Rice. And then I saw another clip of him. He's actually working out with Roy Green, who was a pretty good receiver. He's been working out with him. So I think this guy is going to be pretty good. I mean, I think I, you know, kind of jumped the gun because I was going with the media thinking, well, we should have went with Crabtree. But I, now that I really think about it, we picked the right guy. I think he was the number one receiver. If you, you know, I think he's better than Macklin and Crabtree because they're both, if you look at Macklin and Crabtree, they're basically the same receiver. Just Macklin's a little bit faster. But I think at the pro level, they're going to have trouble getting off the line. And I think another thing that's going to help Hayward Bay is Namdi and Chris Johnson. When he goes up against those guys every day with that tight man-to-man coverage, he's going to learn a lot. And he's, that's one thing he mentioned. So I think Nambi's going to help him. Um, I know we got Sanjay Lau as our wide receiver coach. So, you know, I don't know what he's about, but, you know, hopefully um, he's a good teacher at least. So, But I think Hayward Bay, this guy, you know, they're talking about Crabtree's got a chip on his shoulder. Why well, I disagree. I think Hayward Bay because that asshole – Chris Carter that you mentioned in that last show, he's a fucking dick. And he's, he doesn't remember. He used to be a crackhead back in the day. I don't know if anybody remember back in the day. He was coked out, and he almost got suspended from the league pretty much. He was on his way out. And for him to sit up there and blast this young kid after all the stuff that he went through is ridiculous. So he ought to be ashamed of himself. I really felt like throwing my damn phone through the TV or picking up or you know somehow emailing ESPN or getting in contact with him to – going to retract those comments, I mean, to ruin, you know, try to ruin this kid's confidence. So he forgot where he came from, so he needs to, as I stated before, eat a dick. But anyway, um, 
all these guys have have little roles that they can play in the Raiders. So, um, and they seem to be hungry and appear to be hungry. And if they're hungry, then that's what we need. We need guys that want to play, want to be Raiders, not these guys that want these huge contracts. Because I think Hayward Bay is going to come there and try to get this contract signed and get in there and prove himself. If we'd have picked Crabtree, we might have had a holdout, and we'd have had some issues with this this character. So, fuck Sam, so he can be over there with them. You know, with that sorry-ass offense that they have. So anyway, uh, sorry for the long message again, Raider Greg, but Raider Nation for life. Peace. Well, there you go. Great call. I love it. Especially the Chris Carter. <laughs> Forget him, man. Can you believe that? That's what I said, man. He's disrespectful. Look at him. He can't throw no rocks, brother. Okay, who we got next on the bone line? We have the Pennsylvania. Raider, what you got to say, my brother? What is up, Raider Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. Just want to comment on one quick thing, and then I'm done with it. Like all the other Raider Nation, I was watching the draft, saw that we got Darius Hayward Bay, and I watched it once. I didn't catch it the first time, but when I watched the replay, after they called Darius Hayward Bay's name, they show Michael Crabtree sitting there, and the guy sitting next to him, I guess it's his crony or advisor or whatever, wipes the sweat off his brow and says, Whew, and then Crabtree and him have a good laugh. He didn't want to be drafted to Oakland, you could tell. He's just like Candy Moss. He's a cocky prick who thinks he's all the shit. So I say, you know what, I'm glad we got Faye, and I hope he tears a hole in the AFC West and goes on to become a Hall of Famer. We'll just have to wait and see. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Out. That's great sentiment because the nation is united. If you can't hear it, I can hear it. And all you guys are coming around like me and saying, you know what? Everybody else can eat shit. This is our team and our guys, and that's what I'm saying. Okay, who's next? We have the Virginia Raider. Don't be depressed, brother. Football season is going to be right around the corner, man. Tell us your story, man. It's a Virginia Raider. It's slow. The draft is over. We don't have anything to look forward to until OTAs, really training camp. Uh, I'm bored, guys. School's out. Work sucks. No Raider news to speak of. Oh, well. Anyway, it was good to hear the all the opinions last week. They were very mixed on the podcast. Um, uh, a lot of people had some good takes. Good to hear from people that, that haven't been on as, as frequently as some of us. And uh, it was just very enjoyable. Uh, that's all I got this week, though, guys. Peace. Before you know it, man, we're going to be in camp. Things are going to be moving and shaking. It's not over. Just go fishing, because that's what I do in the summer. (laughs) Find something to do. You got to occupy your time, brother. Okay, let's see. Who's next on the line? We have the Uptown Raider. Good take, brother. Let's hear it. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Uptown Raider coming from the Bay Area. Just recovering from my coma that I got from April 25th, somewhere around 145. Yep, 
last word I remember hearing was bay. Well, anyway, all I want to say is it makes everything seem a little fucked up prior to what they did before the draft, talking about maybe Tom Cable and all the free agent pickups. Do they know what the fuck they're doing? But just talking about it, I hope he does good. Don't get me wrong. Darius Hayward Bay, uh, he wasn't dominating in college. I looked up his stats. He was getting around two catches a game against Cal. He really didn't do anything. Uh, All I see is him running past defensive backs. He's really leaving himself open when he makes catches, so just watch out. He might be getting cracked by people like Ed Reed and and those top-notch safeties. Look for that. And I don't know, it's second-round pick, uh, Mike Mitchell. If we weren't going to pick him up that round, that pick, actually, 46th pick, I think it was, the Bears were going to pick him up in the 49th pick overall in the second round. So the Raiders just protecting what they want. And FYI to all those people that are defending Gallery, uh, if you think he isn't a bust, if you knew he was going to play guard, would the Raiders have drafted him second pick? If he was a guard in college, the Raiders would have never taken him second overall pick. So, FYI, he is a bust. I don't care how good of a guard he is. He's not what we drafted him for. And that's why we're still looking for a left tackle. That's all I got to say. Hopefully I'll recover 100% from the coma. And one one other thing, fuck Michael Crabtree. He didn't want to come to the Raiders. Fuck him. I could care less. I wanted him. But when he when someone in his table blew that sign of relief, when the Raiders picked the Darius Haywood Bay, I said, fuck that, you know. We don't want him. And I hope he gets his fucking foot broke in the NFL. That's all I got to say. I'm out. Thank you, Raider Nation. Well, I got to tell you about your record and stats on Bay. Uh, I looked at the same thing, but I also looked at the rest of the team. Now, he played for four quarterbacks. Four. He also had the one of the worst-ranked offensive lines on his team in his division. So, you know what? The two catches a game he got were gifts because the quarterbacks were not very good and they were running for their life. I would take that guy over Crabtree who was sugarcoating and getting all the balls that he wanted because they had a great team around him. Bay is a better receiver. He's bigger, he's stronger, and he's faster. I vote for Bay. I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, and that's it. As far as gallery goes, you got damn right. He's a bust. We all know he's a bust. That's no news because he was supposed to be the protector of the quarterback. Never happened, and we're overpaying him for his position. But he is a valuable lineman for us, and I'd rather have him than, you know, Kwame Harris. <laughs> uh, so good call, man. I like that call, and especially about Crabtree. He's a bitch. All right, who's next? We have Rita Chris. From Scranton, Pennsylvania, hostile territory. All right, hit it, bro. What's up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just call in real quick. I see a couple signings that the Raiders could definitely go for. Travis LeBoy, Arizona just got released. Huge player, huge impact on that team. Would be a great signing. Uh, 
Levi Jones just got released from uh, Cincinnati. Offensive tackle would be great for our line. Definitely go for him. Or uh, even Roderick Hood, the, another Arizona player that the Cardinals just released. I see Roy Williams just got picked up from the Bengals. So any one of them players, definitely a huge impact for the Raiders and help this team out. Help Hayward Bay. <laughs> Go Raider Nation. That's all I got to say. I'm out. Well, Travis LeBoy, Levi Jones, Roger Hood. There's a lot of other names out there, too. Uh, Monty Toomer. I could go on another list. There's a lot of free agents. The Raiders are going to be very picky about who they pick. Uh, I think we're, we don't have a lot of money, to be quite honest with you, and I don't think we're going to be paying a whole lot of other guys to come in and play at high-dollar value. I think they're going to be very picky about the type of character that we pick as well coming into the Raiders. We have, want to have people here that want to play. We have people that want to play now. We want to keep that magic and I'm really not sure. I think the chemistry has to be right. I don't think, I don't feel them getting very many more players. I think <laughs> I think we're there. But that's my opinion. Could change. Who knows what's going to happen. But uh, usually minicamp, Raiders are pretty solid where they are. So good choice, good call. But I just don't think we're going to do it, brother. All right. Who's next? We have Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. And Raider Jeff, he is a Raider. What you got to say, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. This is Jeff from Orlando, Florida. And uh, <laughs> I knew that uh, you were going to take a bloodbath last week uh, with the announcers and experts and Raider Nation and people who are condescending toward us speaking of the draft I, I knew it was going to be that way beforehand that's why I called you two weeks ago and said it doesn't matter who we take now there's a couple of things I want to say very briefly relative to this because it's interesting I'm seeing people who call themselves at some point in time Raider fans saying they, they ain't no longer going to be a fan because <laughs> of the draft as you said it's a crapshoot so we're taking a chance. We're reaching with whoever we draft. But one thing is damn certain this time, we definitely got who we wanted, both first round and second round, because nobody believed that they should be taken at that point in time. So we definitely took who we wanted. And uh, that's what I suggested. They know what they want, and there's nothing that you or I or any of the rest of Raider Nation or, as John Gruden said, uh, Al Davis don't give a fuck. <laughs> He's going to take what he wants. He wants to win, though. You know, Raider Greg, I remember when I was a young boy, I had a chance to go to Shea Stadium and watch the Jets play the Raiders. And if you know anything about how long ago the Jets played at Shea Stadium, it means that I saw Kenny Stabler, Cliff Branch, Fred Bolitnikoff out there on that field. And, man, the feeling that I got. I, I wanted to run down that field. And uh, two years ago, I got to see the Raiders uh, play in Jacksonville. And, um, you know, it wasn't a good game, but I got to see Jamarcus Russell get out there and uh, throw his first touchdown pass. And I had the same feeling just watching those guys out there because it's not really about the particular players. It's about the Raider mystique. And what I want to say about that, Raider Greg, is that uh, Al Davis created that. 
Now, I know a lot of people want to condescend Davis for his methodology and all that kind of stuff, but you know, Al Davis created that. And um, I'm going to tell you uh, something that I have never said before uh, outside of my own small circles, but I, I think this is a thing of karma. You know, probably some of y'all out there saying, where is this going? This is karma, okay? I've looked over the, the, the last number of years with the Raiders, and I've watched. When, when Al Davis cut somebody's throat, uh, Marcus Allen, you remember the Chiefs used to kick our ass. And somehow, I know somewhere along the line, uh, Marty Schottenheimer, something happened because he wanted to kick our ass every time he played us too, and he did. And something with, uh, you know, the coach that got fired, you know, the one everybody calls Shannarat, well, he had something. And, you know, when we got rid of John Bruton, there was just something wrong with the karma. And as a result, we've been in this doldrum over the last five or six years. I feel changed, though. I feel the karma changing, Raider Craig. And uh, it's due to this fact that we got players now that want to be here. We got coaches now that seem to want to be here. You know, back in those days with the Ken Stablers and those guys, people wanted to come and play for the Raiders. It seems like over the past few years when people were coming in here, they were wanting to come to get a paycheck. Warren Sapp, Randy Moss. But I'm talking today, it seems like these players want to play for the Raiders and the coaches want to coach for the Raiders. And so I'm, I'm, I'm getting this feeling that the karma's about to change because Marcus Allen don't play no more. Marty Schottenheimer's gone, and, and Shannarat is gone. There's nobody out there that's against Al Davis anymore, except for, you know, people who generally don't have any understanding, and he hasn't cut their throats. So I'm starting to feel pretty good about this season, Raider Greg, and uh, the Darius Bay pick and the uh, Mike Mitchell pick. I, I'm excited about that because we got who we wanted, and uh, they look pretty good on tape. But it's too early to make any decisions, Raider Nation. Let's wait till we see them on the field. And that's all I got to say, Raider Greg. And uh, that's, that's kind of like what you say. That's all I'm going to say about that. And the rest of it's all bullshit anyway. Take care. That's all you got to say is, that's all I got to say about that. Great take, man. Good call once again. I hope the karma supertures on us too, because we sure as hell need it. Every bit of it we can get. All right, who's next? We have Raider Kendall from very hostile territory. Brother, I know you feel it there in Kansas City, because they hate our ass. Bring it on, my friend. Yeah, this is uh, Raider Kendall from Kansas, first time caller. Kind of a first-time listener. Just got an iPod. Heard, heard your last five shows. Um, I'm kind of disturbed about uh, the disloyalty and, and, and the talking down of, of your last show. You know, Al Davis might seem like he is he he's probably lost his mind, but you know we were all saying that when uh, he fired Kiffin and got Cable. Look what Cable's done for us. You know, I mean, for, for the first time in six years, six years, we have some hope. You know, in, in this last draft, Darius Bay, Mitchell, you know, people are mad. Bay, super fast. And I think one of the last callers said it. You know, you can teach hands. 
you can't teach quickness. What we need on this team is quickness. We, I mean, we have quickness in in in, in our running backs, whatever, but we have no receivers. And don't get me wrong, you know, we have some pretty decent receivers. They might they might show us. They might not show us that they're going to be good. But but the draft was not that bad. And then, and then we picked up people like Garcia and Neil. Neil, I, I fucking love it, man. I fucking love it. We need some. We need we need. Uh, a run blocker like Neil. Neil, look, look at him last year. Super Bowl, everything. One of the best run blockers in, in, in the NFL. Garcia. Garcia, I don't know, man. He might. He might just take over uh, He might take over quarterback job next year. I don't know. But uh, I'm thinking right now, you know, the way things are looking, he might have some, uh, you know, wisdom behind the madness. We'll see what happens. But, uh... Look up, man. Stop talking shit about the team, buddy. We're all Raiders. I hate to hear it. Anyways, this is uh, Roger Kendall. First time caller. Chewing the bone on the bone line. Later. First off, let me tell you I appreciate the passion and the love for the team that you bring, man, because you're calling my line, and I appreciate it immensely. Everybody's opinion is worthwhile, and that's why you're on the bone line. And that's why I do this show. That's why Randy and I spend fucking hours doing this show, doing the research, doing the work it takes to get it out there to people like you in Kansas City or Cancun or Jamaica or Japan, wherever, uh, can listen to what's going on with the team. And I'll tell you, everything I say is my opinion, man. It's what I think. It's what I feel. But I am Raider fucking nation, brother. I am as silver and black as they come. So is Raider Randy. And so are you. I don't talk shit about this team because they're my team. I talk shit about decisions being made and things that are happening. You bet your ass. That's my job. That's why I started this show, to tell the truth and not drink the Kool-Aid. Al Davis, I've said it before. If you want to listen to five shows, you should listen to a little more. I have 236. Check it out. Al Davis is the man. I've always said he's the man. He is the Oakland Raiders. So, brother, I love it. I love your passion. I love what you're saying, except I don't talk shit about my team. And I'll tell you what, I spend my hard-earned motherfucking money to sit my goat-smelling ass in a seat at the Coliseum for every fucking home game, including preseason. And another thing, on the 20th of September, my ass and Randy's will be in Kansas City to see the Raiders kick the living shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'd love to see you there. I'd love to buy you a beer. And that's all I have to say about that. And the final call of the show is from Raider Jake from Iowa. What you got to say, my brother. Raider Nation, what's going on, guys? This is Raider Jake out in Iowa. And, oh, my God, Darius Hayward Bay. Since we drafted him, I have heard Crabtree this, Crabtree that, blah, 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 blah. Keep this short. Telling you guys right now, Darius Hayward Bay will have a better season than Michael Crabtree. You want to know why? Can you tell me who's going to be throwing Crabtree the ball? Exactly. Jamoney plus Hayward Bay equals Super Bowl. This is Raider Jake. I'm out. I agree 100%. I had said it before in the show that 
I think Hayward Bay had a tougher time in college, had a much worse set of quarterbacks and offensive line. He got the ball in all kinds of awkward situations. That's why I didn't catch it, because he didn't have an offense around him. He came to a team with a quarterback and a great running game. This kid's going to do very, very well. Mark my words, too. Well, Raider Nation, that rounds it up for another Raider Nation podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate it immensely. Randy and I do work hard to make it happen for you. And just if you got an issue, get on the bone line. Let us hear it. We need to hear it. You know what I'm saying? The whole nation needs to hear it. So until next time, this is Raider Greg and I am out. <laughs>